Blog Talk Radio. Life's problems that may break or tear hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight, or you can watch us on Facebook Live. I am on my page, Brother Prater. Feel free to tune in. Feel free to send your comments or even your prayer requests. I can be able to read them as I'm on the air. Or if you like, you can call at five one six four five three nine one one eight. Or you can go to our website, which is blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right about now. I'll 
tuning in right now. Yes, our chat room, you're welcome to send your prayer requests, your comments, your suggestions, or whatever you feel like. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where I send your pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Uh, today, I was in a discussion with uh, my godfather. He's a, a, a frequent guest on uh, Reconnect My Heart, and we were just kind of talking, and um, since I didn't actually promote what I was going to be discussing today, uh, what I decided to do was just go ahead and put that on hold and just have our special guest, Minister Timothy Green, to come and just uh, share with us. We can uh, uh, allow those that are watching, who are listening, kind of let them be, if you want to say, the fly on the wall to just listen to the conversation that we had and even whatever the Lord lays upon his heart to share with us. Without further moment ado, we would like to give Minister Timothy Green our undivided attention. Just allow him just come and share with us what the Lord has given him. How you doing today, sir? All right. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine today. I'm honored to be on your show, and I'm excited. I believe God is doing some remarkable and awesome things, and I'm just excited to be on your show again tonight. Yes, yes, thank you. You know, um, we had a great, great, great time uh, today at church, and for those that didn't get a chance to make it, you missed the treat. God really moved, and I ain't going to lie to you. I tell people, regardless uh title, position, or whatever, whenever there's a power move of God, I don't mind jumping in. So I want to thank God for the service. Thank you for allowing God to use you and minister to us. So I just wanted to tell you that I really, really, really was blessed myself. So I really thank God for you. Yes, yes the power of God was flowing in that place today. And for those that uh, should have been there and wasn't there, you really missed an outpour of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is still moving. It's yet alive. But it's up to the people of God to set the Holy Ghost up again. And for us to just begin to get back to our roots, get back to the things that we know uh, was working for us uh, throughout the years. Uh, we're trying everything. We're trying to do everything. We're trying to please everybody and we're trying to do new, innovative things in the church, but yet the power of God is not moving the way that it should. And I'm reminded of a scripture that says, there's coming a day that they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. So the only way we can receive the power of God is when we worship him, not in our spirit, mind you, not in some other fashion of a spirit, but 
when we worship him in spirit and in truth, then we can see the manifestation of God. Many of us are trying to take uh, the things they did in the Old Testament and use them in the new modern-day church, but what we fail to realize is that in the Old Testament they worshiped God in the flesh because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. Only God only put his anointing on a few prophets, a few kings, and, uh, and different ones like that. So they did. They couldn't worship God in the spirit. They had to worship him in the flesh. David danced before the Lord in the flesh. The Holy Ghost wasn't there yet. It didn't come into the New Testament church. And he, and he kept promising us that it's coming a day. The days that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. And we really had a great time in the spirit today, a great time in the spirit. And I believe that upon next Sunday, God is still going to move mightily and he's going to take us higher in the spirit. Uh, I'm going to let you introduce your topic. We're going to flow with your topic tonight. We're flowing with your uh, discussions. And we're going to put in bits of what God has put place on my heart. Amen. And I'm not talking about what, you know, some people I want to share what's on my heart. I don't want to share what's on my heart. I want to share what God has placed upon my heart. And uh, so we're going to let you come back and, uh, and, and introduce what you, uh, your episode today. We're going to get off the episode. We're going to blend with you. We're going to flow with you. Is that okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. You know, as I begin to um, think about the service on today, you know, that was an opportunity for us to really just grab hold and just receive whatever we needed from God. I don't care how many people were in the in the church. Each one of us may have had different needs. And I know and I thank you for even for the, the praying for me, you know. Um, I needed strength, you know, physical strength, mental strength, emotional strength, you know, and a lot of people think, well, you know, you're supposed to be a preacher, you know, you, you already got it. But let me tell you something, sometimes just the cares of life, it wears us down, you know, um, matter of fact, in March, everybody knows that I had uh, lost my sister, which was already a, a devastating blow, but within the past, I believe it's been Three weeks within the past three weeks, I lost an uncle, an aunt, uh, a play aunt, and a friend. Those deaths happened within a week. Three people within a week. But I knew that lost loved ones that as a minister I had to pray for. Those that were contacting me, asking me to be able to help them during their grief. And sometimes as ministers, sometimes we have to put aside what we deal with to help the need of others. So do we get worn? Do we get hurt? Do we get uh, frustrated? Even just as a parent, even just as a person that has to go to work, do we get wear and tear on us? Yes, we do. And one of the things I always say, 
We still save and fill with the Holy Ghost and there with fire. But we are human beings. That doesn't mean that we're in sin, but as human beings, because of just life itself, it can put pressure upon you. So I needed it. And um, as I began to drive, I was driving, dropping my son off. And the words that came to me was strength to make it through the day. <laughs> and I said, you know what, God? I said, that's it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And like I said, um, I received mine. Those that didn't get hey, you can't say the opportunity wasn't there. So I just thank God for the strength for God to be able to even just consider me, just taking it personal, consider me to say, you know what, I'm here for you. I'm there for you, you know. And one of the things I always say, you know, as within the ministry, we have to be accessible for the needs of people. But as a minister, also, one of the things that we have to ask ourselves, as much we there for people, can people be there for us? <laughs> you know, we, we are asking the ministers to pray for us, but can we ask the people to pray for the ministers? So it has to be reciprocated. So like I said, for those who are, regardless if they are in a ministry, those that know their purpose, don't know their purpose, whatever your situation, your needs are, everybody, if they, if they be real with themselves, we all need help. We all need the strength of God to come and upgird us, you know. So I, that's, that's the uh, topic that, uh, that was on my heart and, um, I just want to just open up the floor for you to be able to even if you like to just expound upon that also. Okay, uh, I'm glad to it. I'm gonna I'm go with that flow. Uh, uh, strength to make it through the day is the title. So the question is, how do we get strength? How do we get strength? Uh, as Christians, as he had stated, and I'm going to emphasize on this, the Bible tells us to pray for one another. But so many times we have leeches in the church, and all they want is somebody to pray for them, but they never take out time to pray for their leaders and undergird those that are over them in order that they can have strength, because you do. Uh, just even today, as I was uh, getting ready to leave the church after praying for all the people, I mean, we just we just went all out today. It was it was though I was just it wasn't like a physical dream, but it was a spiritual dream. It was it, it was though it was hard for me to even get out walk out to my own truck because of the, the demonic forces. That we were wrestling with in, in the sanctuary today And I mean we really did when, when, we, when, when God told me to lay hands on the people We went around laying hands on the people And when the people of God was ready We laid up on hands on them Some of them fell out in the floor And they came up speaking in tongues And so the, so the question is I'm still we're dealing with how do we uh, uh, How do we get stripped I deal with three areas that I think are it's important to me. It may not be important to you, 
but I'll deal with the area of submission. And a scripture that comes to mind is John 3 and 30 says, he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. In the King James Version, it would say he must increase, but I must decrease. We must begin to, in this hour, to turn total submission unto God, knowing that God has a greater work for us to do. And it's time out for us to be uh, worrying about our flesh, but we should worry about our spirit man even more because that's the one that actually gets tired. That's the one that gets drained. So we have to begin to, uh, I would say, quote this scripture every day that we can put Satan on the run and say he must increase, but I must decrease. That should be your mission statement every day. He must increase, but I must decrease. Now, after we have submitted unto the Lord, the God tells us about power. Acts 1 and 8 tells us that after we receive the Holy Spirit, amen, we shall have power over demons, over all the things, amen, we shall have power. Uh, it says right here, it says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witness upon unto my me both in Jerusalem and in and all Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth, and that's us in the uttermost parts of the earth. And then Acts, uh, the second chapter, when we get down into the uh, the second chapter, you can read the whole entire chapter, but I'm just going to read a few verses. It said, and the second verse, it said that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all on one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all, it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they appeared unto them cloven tongues like a fire, and it sat upon each of them. Verse four said, and 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 they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh, when we all get on one accord, and when we're praying for one another. And when we're submitting to one another, God has promised us this power through the Holy Ghost, through the working of the Holy Ghost, that once we receive this power, this strength, what am I saying? We must get to where the wind is blowing again, where the wind is blowing in our churches, where the wind of the Holy Spirit is blowing in our churches, in order that the people of God may see a true move of God. I'm not talking about just having a good time, but I'm talking about where, amen, demons are being casted out. I'm talking about where people are being healed and people are being delivered and being set free. This can only happen when we let the power of the fire of the Holy Ghost rule in our churches again. And then as strength, as Brother Minister June was talking about, God promised us strength. He promised us the Holy Ghost, and he gave that to us to give us power, that word is deutimus, that means he gives us the ability, amen, he gives us the ability, he said, I can do all things through Christ, that 
moves along and he gives us strength in Isaiah 40 and 31. He said, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. Uh, after we read all of those scriptures and let you digest them a minute, though, but God has placed a burden on my heart for the people of God, and it begins upon today. I mean, it's been going on for a while, but God made me to move out in a hurry. Amen. Today, amen, I was wrestling with it. It wasn't my day to speak. It wasn't my uh, today to come forth. But God kept telling me I was just so satisfied playing my guitar and, amen, was having a good time doing that. And God told me to put that guitar down and start immediately laying hands on the people of God. Amen. A burden was placed on me for the people of God and, and, and also for those that wanted to be saved, for those that are saved but still uh, are having, uh, amen, strongholds in their life and those that haven't. Uh, experience the, the the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the speaking of tongues. Amen. God told me to go around and lay hands on them and let them watch God start working in, in the church because the Bible tells the elders to, to lay hands on the people. Yes, you must speak. You tell me that you want the Holy Spirit. You tell me that you want to speak in a tongue. You tell me this, and the Bible tells me to just lay hands upon you and to touch and agree with you, amen, and by doing that, as we come together as one in the church, watch the power of God begin to work. Now, uh, uh, Miss June, I'm going to put in my disclaimer, because, you know, we have a lot of people, this, this is not for those that don't believe in healing, this is not for those that don't believe in speaking in tongues. This is not for those that don't believe in the fullness of God. Amen. This is for those that, that want to experience something different. This is for those that want to experience the fullness of God. Amen. Those that are hungry uh, for the things of God, those that want the God of the Bible to come alive in them. Amen. See, God promised this, and you can find it in his word. Amen. And then once you find it in your in the word of God, then you have to say, I believe it, and I receive it, and watch God begin to work for you. What is the promise? What is the promise? God promised us in John 16 and 7, said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, that it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Amen. Amen. And, and as we read in Acts and the other passages of Scripture, amen, and uh, uh, that God, after he went away, the Holy Spirit came, and it came in power. Amen. And, and that's the power that we have today. Amen. The power that God has promised us. Amen. The God has promised us power that we can do the things. It's not us, but it's the Holy Spirit working in us. Yes, there are a lot of imposters out there today. Yes, there are a lot of people that are not really prophets of God. There are a lot of people that are not really moving in the things of God. Amen. There are con men and all kinds of things. Amen. But God has warned us of that. 
Many, many years ago, there were people even in the Bible that was doing these same things. So this should be nothing new to us. And we cannot dwell upon the negative on these people, these con men. But what we have to dwell on that when we find the wind and when we find the fire of God moving, we must find ourselves in that. We must find ourselves trying to receive that. Amen. We must find ourselves that, amen, in a place in God. We must find ourselves on our knees again. We must find ourselves praying and fasting. Amen. Seeping, seeking the deeper things of God. Amen. And through all of this, amen, we can gain strength. Amen. Well, the, the one promise of script is in Isaiah 41 and 10. It says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am the God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with thy right hand of my righteousness. Amen. And, and there's many, 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 many more promises that God has promised us in the Bible about strength, many more promises. He promised about power, the Holy Spirit, and all the workings of God. And I believe that it's time for us, those that are, amen, those that are tired of eating stale meat, those that are tired of eating, amen, uh, stale food, those that are tired of the same old, same old, amen. God is getting ready to do some awesome. Matter of fact, he's doing some awesome things, awesome things right now. We just must find ourselves, amen, seeking, amen, these things out. We must find ourselves getting hope to people that are really want to be moved in the spirit of God, people that are really, really uh, have the heart of the people Amen, amen, and that want to really work with people, amen, and people that really want to believe that what God's word says, it is true. Oh, you can sit back and you can use theology, amen, and you can try to explain everything, but I read in my Bible that nobody can explain God. God is sovereign. He does what he wants to, when he wants to, and how he wants to. Amen. So we cannot explain God. All we have to do is to go with the flow of God. And then he said, fly the spirit by the spirit to see if it is of God. Yes, there's a lot of people doing things that is not of God. But if you're really uh, wrapped up and tied up in Jesus, it won't take you long to figure out that's not in, that's not God. And so what we're, we're saying today we live in an hour that the enemy is trying to zap out all the strength of the preachers, all the strength of the, amen, the lay members. He's trying to take our strength. He's trying to rob us of our strength. Amen. He's trying to distract us with all kinds of distractions. Amen. He's trying to, amen, uh, distract us with our families. He's trying to distract us on our job. He's trying to distract us by letting us get caught up in our flesh and the and the things of this world. But the Bible said that we are in the world but not of the world. Other words, we're in the cosmos but not of the cosmos. That means we're not in the world system. Amen. We are in the people of God business. We are a child of God and we do what God says do. 
Amen. We do what God say do. We don't do nothing else but what the word of God say. And if we want to continue in that strength, I believe it's in Colossians where it says, seek those things which come from up above. Amen. And that's what we have to do in this hour. We got to find ourselves back on the fiery altar. We got to find ourselves doing the things that Grandma did. We got to find ourselves, amen, laying across our bed at night like Grandma, moaning and groaning and telling, Lord, I need more of you. Why? Because the devil is trying to steal the little bit that you have. Amen. As, as, as Minister June was talking, amen, we've had devastating after devastating. Amen. It, 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 it was, and it, 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 it brought us to the point that we, we, we had no understanding. And we was trying to say, Lord, Lord, we don't understand why this has happened. And we're a little bit confused on why this has happened. But I heard the scripture said we walk by faith and not by sight. So even though we are hurting sometimes, even though we're in dismay sometimes, even though we don't understand sometimes, we got to walk by faith and not by sight. We got to continue in the things of God, knowing that sooner or later, God would open up his mouth and begin to speak. Amen. And when God speaks, he'll bring a revelation unto you. And the thing that the devil meant for evil, God would turn it around for your good. And so what I'm trying to tell you tonight, amen, don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. Let the weak say I'm strong tonight. Amen. No matter what your situation is. See, we've come to a point in life where in this new age that we give everything a name. Uh, we say that I'm bipolar. Amen. And then they come up with a medicine for that. We say I have anxiety. And they come up with a medicine for that. Amen. They, they got all kinds of names. I can't even name them all. There's so many of them. Amen. But one thing about it, when they give you the medicine for bipolar, at first you only had one problem. Now you got seven other problems. Amen. So now you got to take some more medicine for the other seven problems that you got because you took the one pill. Now you take an anxiety pill. And when you take the anxiety pill, now you got seven other problems that you have to take more medicine for. But I read in the scripture where the Bible, where there was two uh, men in the tombs cutting themselves. Jesus didn't say he had, he was bipolar. Jesus didn't say he was schizophrenic. But Jesus said, you got an unclean spirit in you. And he told us to call it what it is. And when we go back to calling things what they are, calling a demon, an unclean spirit, and cast it out of you, you can cast it out yourself. Amen. He gives you a power. If you're a child of God, you can cast that thing out yourself. And if you don't have enough strength, then you call on the elders of the church and, and let them begin to lay hands on you and to begin to cast that thing out. And I believe that God will begin to do the things like he did once before. Amen. He will begin to cast out demons. Amen. He will begin to heal the sick. Amen. He'll set the captives free. All we got to do is to trust in the Lord. 
See, now, if you're not going to trust in the Lord, then you better keep your medicine. If you're not trusting the Lord, then you better go to the hospital. If you're not going to trust in the Lord, then you you better do whatever they tell you to do. But I come to tell you it's all right to go to hospital. I'm not fighting hospitals. I'm not fighting psychiatrists. Because one thing I know that once they tell you whatever it is, then you know how to pray to get that thing off of you. And that's what I'm calling you back to prayer. Amen. We have, we've come because we got such great insurance now. Amen. We just let the insurance take care of us now. But I come to tell you about a man that has the best insurance, and he never failed us yet. And I guarantee that if you put your trust in him tonight, God will give you strength. He said, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. And I come to tell you that you would mount up with the wings of an eagle if you just wait upon the Lord. See, this thing going to come in a hurry, but we got to keep on knocking on the door. He said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And we've got to go back to believing what the word of God says. He said that if you are a man, if, you, if you've got a faith of the seed of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to be moved and to get out of your way. Amen. And that whatever you ask in Jesus' name, amen, that you shall be, you can have it. And so what am I saying today? It's time for those, for us to go back to the old landmark, amen, in order that we may keep our strength, amen, because the things that we've been working with, they're not working anymore. The things that we've been doing, they're not doing anymore. But I guarantee you, I dare you to just fall on your knees where you are, no matter where you are in life, and just say, Lord, I need your help. And just begin to talk to the Lord about your situation. See, he already knows, but he just want to hear your voice. He want to hear what you got to say about it. And all you got to do is just call on the Lord and say, Lord, I need your help. You may not be saved right now, but all you got to do is say, Father, forgive me of my sins. And just let him know you want to be a child of God. You don't have to have all the proper words the correct English and quote the scripture the way it's supposed to go. All you got to do is get your heart in the right position and watch God move. And then not only that, you don't have to stop right there, but you can go on and say, Lord, you know, that's what I told the Lord. I said, Lord, I can't make it just saved alone, but I need the experience of the baptism, Lord, because I need something that's going to lead me and guide me. And you can go on and tell the Lord, say, Lord, I'm not stopping right here. But I need you to fill me with the indwelling of the baptism of fire of the Holy Ghost. And with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's promised to you by the word of God. Now, somebody might not believe it, but I dare you to try. And see what God will do for you in this hour. And I just come tonight to tell you that God is a God of purpose, and God is a God of strength. And I don't know about you, but I'm just excited tonight of what I see God doing in this hour. And what I want to do is to invite you to be a part of what God is doing.
believe now we're getting ready for a, uh, uh, for a new day revival. And I want to invite you to be a part of it. Amen. But you're going to have to hold on to the horns of the altar and begin to pray. And wait until that great day that the revival was getting to start. And that you may be ready. Each church should be positioning themselves now for the overflow with everything that's going on in the world today. It's positioned itself for a great revival. Amen. If you look back over history, every time a situation occurred in history, at the magnitude of what's going on now, there was a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the church manifestation of healing the sick and the passing on the devils was great in that day. And I believe that God is turning it around right now, and God is positioning us for that. But we must be ready. I'm talking to that one that's sitting on the pew and doing nothing every Sunday. It's time for you to get up off of that pew and begin to pray and to begin to ask God to use you in his service. I'm talking to the one that got the lackadaisical spirit. You all laid back. As though nothing is going on. But, amen, I dare you to get into God and to let God begin to do a work in you. Amen, so you can get ready to help the people that are going to come with the flux into your church and that you will be ready on Sunday morning or whatever night your service may be, that you can lay hands on these people that are coming and God will save them and God will deliver them out of all their evil. And that's, amen, that's my burden for the church tonight, that we will prepare ourselves through prayer, through fasting, through supplication under God, that we may be ready for what God is about to do. I, I just feel so excited, Mr. June, tonight, of what God is doing. And I hope you can hear my heart in here. I'm trying not to hoop it. I'm trying not to get too excited. But, amen, but I believe that this we are in line for a miracle right now. And I just want to talk to all those in radio line. I can feel that there's somebody out there. You've got a strong hope in your life. Well, I come to tell you about a man that can deliver you out of that strong hope. But first, you must know that you got a strong hope. See, some people don't want to give up things. They want to hold on to it. Amen. So you're not wrestling against it, but you're involved in it. The scriptures say that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but of spiritual wickedness in high places. That's the only thing we, we wrestle against that. But some of y'all are not wrestling. Some of y'all are just laying and waddling in it. But I come to tell you to come out from among it right now and be ye separate, says the Lord. Amen. God is telling you to come out of that mess. Amen, before, amen, before, amen, it's too late. God is telling you to come out of that nightclub. God is telling you to come out of that juke joint. Some of y'all were raised in the church. Now all of a sudden you want to go to the nightclub. Never been to the nightclub in your life. Amen, don't you know that's a demonic spirit drawing you to that club? Don't you know that's a demonic spirit you ain't never drunk before in your life? And all of a sudden, now you just want a drink. You got to have a drink. Don't you know that's a demonic spirit drawing you to that stuff? Hey, man, you better cast it out. 
You was raised, you was almost born in the church. Now you done turned your back on the church. Somebody made you mad in the church. Amen. But you got to look at what it was. There was somebody in the church that was not Jesus. You can't get mad at Jesus because he died on a cross for you. Amen. He laid down his life for you. Amen. That you might have a right to the kingdom of heaven. I heard the scripture say, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten soul. He gave his life for you that we might have eternal life. Amen. That's what God is saying. He's, God is saying, I didn't hurt you. That was that person that hurt you. So why are you going to blame the whole church on one person? Amen. He said, come out from among them. Find you a church that will love you. Find you a church that will, amen, challenge you in the things of God, in the holiness of God, so that you can do the work that God has set before you to do upon this earth. See, when we set before God, God is not going to say, you had a nice house. You did a lot of work for the church. You had a beautiful car. God is going to ask you, what did you do with Jesus? What did you do with Jesus? Everything else is not going to matter. He's going to ask you, what did you do with Jesus? And I know the title of this is strength. But this is how we get our strength, through the word of God. It's only one way to get our strength. When we're weak, it's just like a, a, a battery in a car. When it's weak, it has to go somewhere and get a charge. How do we get our charge? We get it through the word of God and through the love of God's people. Amen. Find you somebody that will pray with you. Find you somebody that will challenge you and correct you that you can go higher in God. Now, y'all know what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about nobody that's fussing at you and carrying on, but I'm talking about somebody that will show you love and take patient time with you and show you what the words say and let you make a decision upon your own that you're going to do what the words say. The Bible says not only to be hearers of the word, but it says to be doers of the word. Many times we think it's only works and deeds, but he's talking about working out the word in your life, doing what the words say. He's talking about if you start doing what the words say, then the Holy Spirit will undergird you and lift you up and give you the ability to do that that you cannot do. Amen. And we just enjoying ourselves on this program tonight. We hope that we've said something that, will bring excitement into your life. We hope that, amen, as we, we're here tonight, we hope that there's someone out there that may need prayer, amen, someone that, amen, wants God to do something for you, amen. You might, June, will uh, give you his address again and his email and his, all of his connections, amen. So if you want to email him, amen, and you want special prayer, that you may not be able to talk about on the radio, amen, you can email them or uh, inbox them on Facebook uh, through the other media, media outlets, amen, and let them know so that we can uh, begin to pray with you, 
and to pray on that situation. And then there may be somebody that want to come on the air tonight and, and give a response, amen, about the positive things that God is doing in your life. Amen. God, God is doing something positive. I told the people of God today, many times we dwell too much on the negative. That's not faith. Faith is I speak the things into existence that that's according to God's word. Because if I keep speaking the negative thing, then I find myself doing the negative thing. But I'm speaking in the positive realm. No, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I'm speaking faith because I'm in agreement with what God's word says. And so that's what God wants us to do in this hour is to begin to speak over our situation. Amen. To speak power over our situation. Say that I'm an overcomer. Amen. And watch God work for you. Man, Brother June, you might want to give out some more information at this time. Yes. What I'm going to do, if, uh, before we get the information, there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up that you have mentioned. When you mentioned about the right hand, excuse me, when you mentioned about um, the right hand of God, if we just reading the word of God, we'll miss it. God don't want us to just read it. God want us to study it. When he mentioned about the right hand, the right hand means authority, the authority of God. So the authority that God has, we're in harmony with him, that same power and authority that he has, we'll have to speak against whatever the devil may try to bring. Also, one of the things I found out, you know, with all of this situation that's going on, the devil trying to use those as a distraction to hinder us, to stop us, to discourage us. One of the things I found out, if the devil don't use someone to get on your nerves, he will use someone to get on your heart. What do I mean? A lot of times he'll use our enemies and our enemies. We will allow our enemies to get on our nerves to wear us down. But if we master our enemies, then we have to look at the other tactic that the devil may try to use. The devil may use those that are close to our heart. And if he'll use someone that's close to our heart, that person that's close to our heart may act a fool, may end up doing something that end up causing themselves to get into more trouble and more trouble and more trouble. And now we are emotionally attached, not only to that person that's to our heart, but we're also attached to the problems of the person that's dear to our heart. And instead of us praying and interceding, now we're praying, quote, unquote, out of panic, out of fear, because now we got to deal with that person that's dear to our heart. If the devil, excuse me, if the devil doesn't use you, he'll use your children. If he don't use you, he'll use your spouse. If he don't use you, he'll use your mama, he'll use your daddy. He'll use those that are close to you to try to stop or discourage you. There's a saying that really caught my attention. It said, and you you kind of uh, brought it out a little bit, but the saying that I heard was, it's not how much you do, 
but it's how much you get done. See, we can have a pretty start, but the devil trying to discourage it to discourage us from ending or completing what we done started. So that's something that we have to really ask God for the strength, for the courage to continue to go forth in the midst of whatever they may try to bring. You know, you mentioned earlier today how you were fatigued spiritually. You know, people don't understand. It's more than just being behind, being behind a pulpit and saying some verses. To be honest with you, that's the easy part. See, your body can do that. But when it comes down to really praying and preaching and ministering to their hearts and minds, to the needs of the people, that takes a spiritual condition upon you. That takes a spiritual worrying and tearing upon you. And there are times, and I know you're going to attest to this, when you really meet the needs of people, it's like a part of you left. It's like a part of you left. It, it's, it's a drain upon you. And so that's the reason why we have to be replenished. That's why we have to pray for ourselves, but also we asking for the prayers of others. Because it's not just the word and turn, but also what we got to realize, when we have stepped on the devil's territory and caught someone that the devil may have tried to imprison, we have to be aware of the spiritual backlash that the devil may try to bring forth. That's why, just like how some people may celebrate, let's say, like a football game. During a football game, you celebrate a tackle. But while you celebrating, the devil put the ball in play and ran the shot for a touchdown. So we have to always be vigilant. We have to always be aware, not just physically, but spiritually. We have to be spiritually aware because God may be putting people in our path in order for us to see the spiritual needs of the people. And that also speaks about us. We have to be aware of our needs. We have to be aware. So it's important for us, like I always say, I'm not too big to ask for prayer, for strength. None of us should be too big or too proud and say, you know what, I need you to pray for me. When a person when a person refuses to admit they need prayer, then that person is overstepping their boundaries. That person may take the place of God himself. Because, like I said, in this physical world, we are physical beings we are spiritual beings first, but we operate in a physical world, and we have a physical body. So, yes, we can be spirit-led. We can be spirit-full, but also we need to be prayed for. We need prayer. We all need prayer. We all need prayer. So it's important for us to be before the altar, to admit that we need prayer, and also my prayer or a few minutes ago, it was really on me to really start praying for people who just going through so much. I found out sometimes we are the only pastors, preachers, or Bibles that people deal with. Even when it comes down to looking at Facebook, sometimes there are some people, they may be not just those who may have 
left a church because of someone within the church may have hurt them. But also, on the other side, there may be people that have just relocated that's looking for a church. I've ran into many people as of late that's new to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They're looking for a church home. We can't just tell them, hey, you just walk into a church, and the first church you go to, that's where you put your membership in. Look here. You need to be prayerful. God, where do I need to go? I tell people this. It's good to have the type of relationship with God that you can trust him with everything. Even something as small as God, what do you want me to wear? See, these are the kind of dialogues that we need to have with God. Some people may look at, man, God ain't worried about what you're going to wear. But see, when you have that kind of dialogue with God, whatever God may want you to wear a specific outfit because you're going to be going somewhere and God may have already dispatched a message for someone to bless you or for you to minister to someone or for you to bless someone because of the specific outfit that you're wearing. That might be the icebreaker. God may be using what you wear as an icebreaker. So if we could just trust God, God, what do I what do you want me to wear? And see, if you can trust God with what you're wearing, that's showing God that you are trusting him even more. You're showing God how much you trust him. And one of the things I always say, it's easy for us to trust God. That's the easy part. But as you begin to trust God, then you show God that he can trust you. That's, see, that's the thing. We can trust God, but can God trust you? So with that, we can be able to freely cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. And then we can be able to see how much he cares for us. I'm going to say it like this. I'm, I'm looking right at the camera right now. He cares about you. That person that's looking right now, that person may feel inadequate. That person may feel unimportant. That person may feel like, you know what? No one is listening to me. No one ever listens to me. Well, I will tell you this. First of all, God is listening to you. And also, not only God, but God would dispatch people in your path that let you know that they're listening to you. But what we have to do, we have to not try to figure out what method or who God is going to use to get his work accomplished for you. That's something we have to do. We have to take the limit off of God because sometimes God will use people that you least expect. God will use people that don't even look like you. God may use someone of a different race, of a different culture, or a different age. God will use any and everybody to get a message to you. Let me ask you this. You can have a good rapport with the mailman, but when you're expecting a check in the mail, do you care which mailman drop off that check? No, you don't. As long as he has that U.S. Postal Service uniform, you don't give a fat rat who it is. It could be your enemy that that may be that postman on that day. But as long as he got what you're asking for, as long as he got 
what you've been praying for, as long as he got it, that's all that matters. So we don't need to be looking at who's bringing the word or who's bringing your blessing or who's bringing whatever you're praying for. As long as you know that God has someone in route that's going to bless you, that's what matters. In other words, who God's representative will be, it shouldn't matter. As long as it's God that sent them, receive it. I just, I just had to, I just had to show that. As a matter of fact, I'm looking. Uh, the, uh, I had this. What it says, Matthew 19 and 26. With God, all things are possible. I didn't realize that I was. It just so happened me having that. But let this be. Uh, what you call it, confirmation. Let this be confirmation to you that God hears you. God hears you. Now God hears you Can you hear him. Praise him in advance. Thank him in advance. It's already done in the spiritual world. It's already done in the spiritual realm. But allow your praise, your worship, your obedience to bring it to reality. I, I just had to share that, Minister Tim. Amen. 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 God is moving. Amen. It's time for us as children of God to get up out of our seats and begin to do the things that God has called us to do, and that's to minister. We all have vocation in church. You know, some play the organ, some play the guitar. Preachers preach. But our mission is to go out into the hedges and highways and compel men and women to come into the house of the Lord. And again, I say that when we stand before God, he's going to be asking, what did you do with my son Jesus? And everybody that's in the radio land today and on Facebook or whatever media outlet you're looking at us through, uh, listening to us through, amen, he's going to ask, I'm asking you tonight, what are you doing with Jesus? Are you setting them up on the coffee table? Are you hiding them behind the books on your shelf so that you can do whatever you want to do? Or do you have Jesus out front? Is he the leader and the guide of your life? Is he he's the one that you're living for? Is he the one that have total control of your life? What are you doing with Jesus? Amen. And and we got to ask ourselves that question because that's going to be a this big discussion and a great getting update. What are we doing with Jesus? And, and, and you know, so it's, I mean, that hit me hard because as I uh, went to the funeral and I looked at my great friend as he was laid out before him, and, and uh, like I said, I, that verse, uh, John 3 and 30, it says that I must decrease in order that he increase. And that scripture is the scripture that depicts his life. This man was really a man of God. He gave up everything to preach the gospel. He lived out of suitcases. He traveled all over the world. He preached all over the world. And he had the people of God on his heart because he decreased. He had God's mission on his mind. 
Amen. And, and, and that touched my heart when I left there. That's the question that came upon my heart is what am I doing with Jesus? What am I doing with Jesus? And I told myself then, that's my mission. I must decrease in order that God might increase. In other words, a lot of things that I'm doing, I really don't need to do. But I'm just trying to feed my flesh. I'm trying to please my flesh. But God is asking you tonight, can you set aside your flesh to do some things for God? Now, God don't want all of your time. I'm not trying to be a fanatic. But God wants some of your time. Many times, if you sit down and you write out your schedule for a week and see how much time you spend with God and how much time you spend with taking care of your kids, your house, uh, taking them to the football game, taking them to see. These are all things that the devil bring up in our lives to bring about distraction to take us away from the things of God. We have to come back to a balance and say, look, you can't do all these things because we cannot serve God and do all of this too. It's taken away from God. So you have to bring everything back in balance and harmony in your home that you can give God his portion in his time. And that's all I'm saying tonight is what are you doing with Jesus? Is your life so imbalanced? Are you doing too much of this and not enough of that? Are you uh, uh, so carried away with the curls of this world that you don't have time for Jesus? And I'm not talking about the Sunday morning service because that's for you. That's where you go to get refilled. That's where you go to get refreshed. But I'm talking about during the week, what are you doing with Jesus? That co-worker that's acting crazy, are you just looking at her mad and and, and talking crazy with her just like she's talking crazy with you? Are you looking in the spirit and seeing that that woman is having a bad day and she needs prayer? Are you trying to help somebody? Are you trying to hurt somebody? What are you doing with Jesus? What are you doing with Jesus? In the grocery store, when they do you wrong, are you sharing Jesus or are you showing them how you can act a fool? What are you doing with Jesus? And we got to ask ourselves that question. What are we doing with Jesus? Everywhere we go, when we say that we're Christian, people are looking at us, and they want to see how we respond. Sometimes that's how they, that's why they challenge you, Mr. Jones. That's why they challenge you. Sometimes that's why they say what they say, because they want to see how you're going to react. Then they say, see, I thought she said she was a Christian. I thought they said they were saved. See, why? Because your response. What are you doing with Jesus? So we enjoyed this program tonight. And uh, we're going to give you back into uh, Minister June's hand, amen, at this time. Yes, uh, before we get ready to pray, there is someone on the line. I want to give them an opportunity to uh, come on here if they want to say something. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I am doing well, just enjoying the, uh, the, the the topic on tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Will you enjoy, and we'll keep you on the top of the prayer list. 
I sure appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be praying for you all as well. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We thank God for another opportunity for us to be here. And uh, as we get ready to pray, each and every one of them, we may have different needs, different concerns, different issues, but we serve the same God that can answer each and every one of our prayers at the same time. But what we're going to do, we want to make sure that we don't allow our problems, our situation to consume us anymore. You know, one of the things I found out that a lot of times, it's easy for us, especially, especially as believers, it's easy for us to say that we trust God, but then all of a sudden when it looks like things ain't changing or it looks like things are getting worse, then that's when we, we, that's when we begin to question our faith. That's when we begin to question, um, it, it, did, did God hear me? You know, uh, then that's when we begin to really just become frustrated. We don't have the endurance. But I want to pray for those, for everyone who may be dealing with something. They feel like their back is against the wall, and they feel like giving up. They feel like giving in. They feel like, you know what? I'm going to die right here where I'm at. They feel like they're going to die in Egypt. I want to tell you, the same God that moved for the people in the Old Old Testament, the same one that moved in the New Testament, can move for your new day right now. And I want you to know, whatever you're dealing with, find a scripture in God's word and stand on it. That's something that really can make us see the power of God move in our life. Because in my own words, in my own ability, my question is, if I'm just using my word, my word cannot defeat Satan, but God's word can. So what we have to do, we have to stop using our words and start using God's words. It is written. That's the main thing that Jesus said when he began to beat the devil. It is written. That's how he was able to defeat the devil, by quoting what was written. But the reason why we keep losing against the devil because we're not reciting what is written. We need to start reciting what is written. And when we begin to start reciting what is written and start standing on it, then we can see the power of God move in our life. So whatever situation that you're dealing with, let's hold it on up to God. Like I said, I may not know everything, but we know a God that serves and knows everything. So what we're going to do, if there's anyone that's dealing with anything, we're going to hold it up before God. If there's someone that may be watching, we've been talking about God all throughout this episode. We've been talking about God. Some people may feel like, you know, who is God? You know, who is Jesus? You know, I may not be saved. What must I do to be saved? One scripture we always refer to. Romans 10 and 9, if thou shalt confess, verbally say, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe in thy heart, not your organ up here in your chest, the real you in your heart, the, the real man in your heart, the God of raising from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what we want to do, we're going to ask Minister Green if he can come on and uh, lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll wrap up at this time. Amen, amen, amen. 
amen, as we get ready to go in prayer, there's somebody out there, that something didn't happen in your life and you think that it's your fault, we're releasing you from that stronghold tonight. It wasn't your fault. There's somebody out there that backslid, yes. and we're welcoming you back in Jesus' name. Yes. But we must remember there's nothing that we can do that will turn God's love away from us. Sure, people may come and people may go. Some may turn their backs on them. But the true man or woman of God is always going to welcome you and love you back. And we're welcoming all of you out there that's had some difficult times. You've been in some strange situations. You've been in some. Uh, you've been burdened down with how people have dealt with you in life, but we're asking that you come back to the house of God, yes. and we got our arms stretched out, welcoming you back, and we want to just love on you tonight. We want to love on you tonight and say, "Welcome back to the family of God." For all of those that uh, repeated the Romans 10 and 9, we want to thank God for you, that you're saved now. And we want to thank God that you're going to get into a Bible-based church and that you're going to seek God like never before. Now, we have enough fakes and we have enough phonies, so we want you to be real. When you come, be real with God, and God will be real with you. Now, most gracious Father, as we get ready to end this program, but not walk away from your presence, we ask that you would continue to bless everyone out there in Radio Land, on Facebook, and whatever media outlet they're in. They're viewing us from those that are in America and those that are across the waters, wherever they are. We want to thank them, and we want to thank you for allowing this outlet for us tonight. Father, we thank you, and we know that right now, Father, that you have rebuked every demon out of their life right now. We believe, Father, that you we've cast down every spirit that exalted itself above the things of God. We believe that it's done right now. We believe all those that were sick and they request healing, we believe that you are healed right now in Jesus' name. That one that was suffering with cancer in your body. God has healed you, my son, my daughter. That one that had all kinds of disease and the doctors didn't give up on you. God has healed you, my son, my daughter. That one that's been wrestling with uh, mind problems, the mind hasn't been sound. God has healed you, my son and my daughter. And we believe that, that one that's having financial problems, God is blessing you even now. He's working it out for you right now. The one that's been looking for a job, it, it seems like you, you, you just can't get that job. God has a job for you. And we thank you for it right now. Uh, we come against Satan and all of his adversaries right now. And we ask that the ministering angels would go and fight for us tonight, even as we sleep and slumber right now, and begin to move 
is only you know how to move tonight, God. And we thank you for your blessings. We thank you, Father. Get the glory out of our lives. And we thank you for it right now. We thank you for what you're doing and what you've already done through this program. We thank you right now. And we give you all the blessings and all the glory in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. 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 We we thank you, Minister Tim, for your prayers. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for allowing uh, coming here and allowing God to use you. Um, I want to encourage those who um, may be listening, who maybe you're watching. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, feel free to catch me on Facebook on Brother Prater. Um, on Facebook, you can read my daily devotion, the videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can get on my website, brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibilities toward their families, their children, their spouses, even their children's mother. You can uh, to inform women the needs of men and give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. Once again, I thank our very special guest, uh, great friend, great minister, Timothy Green. He's also on Facebook also. He also uh, gives some uh, wise nuggets, whatever the Lord lays upon him. He posts so you on uh, Facebook as well. You're welcome to friend him under Timothy Green. If you want to find him, you're also welcome to inbox me, and I would help you to uh, find him. So, Minister Green, I thank you for your words. Thank you for your uh, your prayers, and just know that we're praying for you, and we're going to get through this. And God is going to carry us through this. So I thank you very much, sir. Amen. And Brother June, we just want to invite everyone out uh, this coming up Sunday. And we want to invite those out. We don't want those that are not expecting nothing. But we want those to come out that are expecting a move of God. Yes. All those that believe that God is going to do something for you. We want you at that service this Sunday. Amen. We, we, we Around about 11 o'clock, 11.15, we get started. And we want you to come on out, and we want you to give your testimony, those that have gotten saved over the airways, those that have gotten delivered. And somebody may even receive the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost over there. We ask that you come out and just give that testimony on Sunday morning. Just get Just get with Brother June when you get there. And if you received, uh, if you got saved, or if you got filled with the Holy Spirit, or if you got healed, uh, we won't allow a little space for you. Now, we can't, uh, you know, you can't speak all day long now, but we won't allow a little time for you to just give your testimony of what God is doing through this program. And, amen, and, and, and let Brother June know that we appreciate him for what he's doing. God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you. And what I'll do for oh, sorry about the feedback. Um, before we get ready, get off the air. Once again, our church is True Believers 
Tabernacle Church, 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Sunday school starts at 945, and worship service starts around 1115. So tune in. Feel free to come on and worship with us. We would love to have you. We have some great, great, great uh, members and true believers. So once again, I thank each and everyone who are tuning in, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.